I invite you to take your Bibles, if you will, and turn with me to Paul's letter to the church at Corinth. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, beginning at verse 16. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, beginning at verse 16, where Paul writes, The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a sharing in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a sharing in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread... We, who are many, are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. Will you pray with me? Almighty God, we give you thanks for your holy word, for the privilege now of studying it together. And God, as I stand before these, your people, for this is your church, I pray that this would be your message and not my own. Through the name of Jesus Christ, amen. When I was growing up out in the country north of Statesville, Sunday lunch or Sunday dinner, depending on where you're from, was such an important time for our family. My father grew up very, very poor, and he grew up in a dysfunctional family. And so as a result, when he and my mother started our family, he was determined that he would break that cycle, and he worked night and day to provide for us. There were many times when I would get up in the morning to head off to school. My father was already gone. He had left for work early. And many times when we would go to bed at night, he was not yet home, but he made sure that we had everything that we could possibly need. And so as a result, on Sundays, when my dad would be home, that was a sacred day. As a matter of fact, the Sunday lunch, Sunday dinner, that was so important that we knew better when we were growing up of asking, can we go to someone else's house on Sunday or can we do something different? People could come to our house. But for my mother and my father, that was the one meal, the one time throughout the week that the entire family would gather together at the table. It was such a sacred event. And I will be honest with you, when I entered into the ministry and moved away from home, that was one of the hardest things to give up was that time together on Sunday right after church when the family would all get together. My grandmother, who just lived down the road from us, she would always come to Sunday lunch and our Sunday dinner. We'd have a great time together. She was a mess. Every Sunday she would tell us, I can't drink all that tea. And then she would take her glass and pour some of her tea into everybody else's. And of course, then she'd fill hers back up three more times during the meal. It was just part of the routine. My great uncle would sometimes come when he would be in town spending time with my grandmother. We had plenty of food. As a matter of fact, because I'm the fourth of five kids, four of us were boys, then my sister, my mom and dad, and then others coming in, it would take a whole pressure cooker of potatoes to make the mashed potatoes for our family. And one of my dad's job was to mash up the potatoes. He couldn't cook but he could mash potatoes, add that stick of butter, a little Paula Deen thrown in there. It was a great time growing up. Because I grew up in the country as well, we always had beef and we always had ham or pork because we raised those things. We had a full garden. To, so to sit down at Sunday lunch was a feast. 
It was the meat, the potatoes, homemade either yeast rolls or biscuits that my mother would make and, and the corn and the green beans and all the things that you could possibly think of. We had apple trees behind our home, so you had apple pie or something for dessert. It was a neat and sacred time. You, you don't really realize sometimes how sacred it was until you're no longer there. But they were sacred times together, sharing at the table, sharing food, sharing fellowship, sharing laughter, sharing life. I understand why in biblical times, if you shared the table with someone, it was so significant. If you invited someone to your table, it was a sign that you accepted them. It was a time that you embraced them. It was a time of a covenant that was established between you, a very holy, holy event. That's one of the reasons why the Pharisees and scribes and others sometimes had issues with Jesus eating with tax collectors and sinners because sharing the table... Sharing the table was a special time, a sacred time, a time of embrace and acceptance, and therefore to be with sinners. You even love the sinners. It's one of the reasons why I love our Wednesday night dinners here at the church. And we started those back now as we're now into the fall with our fall Bible studies and other things. And before people go to choir rehearsal or the various Bible studies, children's events and things in the life of the church, there's just a buzz in the Family Life Center when we join together around the table. People laughing, talking, and again, sharing life. Sharing faith, being family, being the family of God together. It's a, it's a holy time. We have a campus, as you know, in, in Monroe, and I love the campus there. We have people from various different countries that are there, as well as the Monroe community itself. And I love to spend time with them. Amazing stories. Some of the most loving, lovely people you'll ever meet in your life. Just the way we worship together with the passion and the joy when we celebrate worship. It is indeed a sacred privilege to be life together. And then sometimes, we come to the table. Wow. We come to the table and share the stews that they have, the tortillas that are made at home, the tamales. There's a member of our congregation who makes tamales that are absolutely to die for. And chilirinos, that's my favorite. They found that out. And there's often chilirinos there to share together. But the sacred time is just the laughing and the talking and being together at the table, sharing life, sharing faith, and being the family. At our Bonds Grove campus, we have a covered dish lunch there on some Sundays. And I always share with our congregation there, that's, that's something we can't do away with. It's such a sacred time and, and people love coming together. We share what each other has brought to the table and we laugh together. We talk together. We share life, we share faith, and we are family. 
Each Sunday, we join together and we share the Apostles' Creed. And in the Apostles' Creed, we talk about that we are the Holy Catholic Church. Now, that can throw some people. It's the little c, Catholic, though. It comes from the Greek word katholikos, which actually means universal or whole or complete. In other words, the Holy Catholic Church is all the churches in the world who believe in Jesus Christ as our Savior and as our Lord. And we come together as the church. And one of the things I love about World Communion Sunday is so many of these churches agree on this particular Sunday, we, God's family from around the world, various skin colors, various languages, various cultures, various lives, we still come together to the table as brothers and sisters in Christ, as family. Every time we have World Communion Sunday, I think about our churches in Costa Rica. In Costa Rica, we have churches that we've been a part of as part of building teams together. We go and, and we help work together and build buildings for ministry, admission, worship space, Bible study space, study space, Sunday school space. Even, even places where people can come for refuge and for safety during abusive times. There are pastors there like Pastor Giovanni, Pastor Victor, Bishop Palomo, who became a great friend. There's Pastor Daniel and Anna that we're actually doing some work with in a beautiful remote area of Costa Rica where we're helping them with some of their building facilities. There's Ray and Lydia who are missionaries to Costa Rica. When I was there just a few months ago, Ray and Lydia actually invited me to their home. Now, we had been strangers before, but the couple of people that I was with and I were invited to their home, into their sacred space, to their table, to share food together. We shared life. We shared faith. We were family. In a time like this, I'm reminded of our church in Romania with Christian Estrate, who's the pastor there. And it's Light from Light Methodist Church. And there are so many ministries there with children and youth. And right now, one of the things that's happening so much in our church in Romania is since they're on the border of Ukraine, they're caring for the refugees, for children who were brought out of orphanages and shelters there in the Ukraine, as well as families who are just trying to survive in the midst of a time of war. And just below Romania is Bulgaria, another sister church of ours. This church helped build the church at Boltovgrad, Boltovgrad Methodist Church, with Zvetan Ilyev, who's the pastor there. It's a beautiful church. I've had the privilege of being there as well, meeting with members of that congregation there in that community. Bulgaria is the poorest country in the European Union. And, and Baltograd is a, a beautiful little town where people share life together. And, and we go there and we share either in Bulgaria and Romania. And, and the pastors there are friends of each other. It's a beautiful thing. And I also love sharing table with them. One of the things I've, I've always loved is the Shopska salad. That's just an amazing thing. But then there's also the Shushka Burek. That's one of my favorites. It's like a, a stuffed pepper with a Bulgarian cheese in it. It is absolutely incredible. And there's 
little fish that you eat together as well. That took me some time to get used to. But wow, what's really important was gathering with these brothers and sisters in Christ from around the world. When yesterday we may have been strangers. But all of a sudden, by God's grace, our connection to Jesus Christ makes us family and we share life. We share faith and we become family. In Kenya, we have an amazing ministry as well. We work together with Pastor Simon Mwara and his wife Lucy, and we have a great relationship. Simon and I have become like brothers over the years, and, and we have churches there that we support. There are pastors that we support, and a lot of the pastors didn't have the privilege of going to seminaries and, and to be able to really grow as they teach and preach and share the good news of Jesus Christ. So our church started a pastor school in Kenya, and each year we have people who come from hours and hours away making the journey, leaving their families and their livelihoods and their churches so they can learn more about this gospel that we believe, the Bible that we teach, and seek to be effective ministers on behalf of Jesus Christ. So there's Pastor Julius and others. There's the home of the Good Shepherd. Uh, an amazing place where we had a team years ago went to Kenya and noticed some children on a landfill. And the question was asked, what are those children doing? And when we found out, actually, those children are looking for food, the people from our congregation just could not bear that anymore and came back to the church and said, we need to do something. And one family said, we'll give the, we'll give the initial offering to get an orphanage started if the church will jump on board with it. And we have. And throughout the years, we've dedicated the home of the Good Shepherd with all these children who come absolutely amazing children. I'll never forget the first time I went to Kenya. As soon as I got out of the car, I felt this little hand go in my hand and I looked down, it was a little girl. Her name was Monica. She just stayed with me the whole time I was there, sat on my lap every time I sat down, just stayed so attached. And, and over the years, I've kept up with her each time when I've gone back to Kenya, just to be able to see her, to say hello. And now she's a young lady. What a privilege. We join together at the table. We drink the Kenyan tea where they have the tea with the milk that's in it as it boils together. And, and, and then one of the things I love is, is the ugali. Ugali is like a cornmeal mixture. And I was asking Pastor Simon one time, I said, well, what do the locals eat? I want to eat what the locals eat. I, I don't want to be so separated. And he was sharing some of the different foods. Ugali, this cornmeal kind of Thing. It's like grits, but thicker, maybe. I said, I will, I'll try that. It's something we give to the kids in the home of the Good Shepherd. It's, it's very filling, very nourishing. The young lady who had been taking care of me the whole time, kind of as our server who would bring our meals to us, another thing, making sure that we could eat in a way where the food was prepared in a way that it wouldn't bother us in any way. She said, what would you like one time? And I said, I'll have the ugali. She was one of the sweetest young people I'd ever met there in Kenya. She looks at me again and she goes, ugali? And I said, yes, please, I'll have the ugali. And she looks around, looks over at Pastor Simon, looks back at me. And then she smiled just a little bit and she said, white people don't eat ugali. 
But I loved it, actually. You put the stew with it. It became just an amazing thing. But what was the best part of it was the time at the table. Sitting there with Simon and Lucy, some of the other pastors, some of the people from the church, sharing life together with people around the world that earlier you may not have known, and now they're brothers and sisters in Christ. The thing that ties us together is our relationship with Jesus Christ. We, we share life. We share faith. We become family. But you want to know the favorite meal? No matter where I go, there is this one meal that I absolutely love. Whether I'm here with you or whether we're in Costa Rica or Bulgaria or Romania or Kenya, wherever we are, my favorite meal to share together is bread and wine. Bread and wine. Because it's that offering that takes strangers in the world and makes us brothers and sisters in Christ. Paul said the cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a sharing in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a sharing in the body of Christ? Because there's one bread, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of this one body. Growing up, Sunday lunch, Sunday dinner was such a sacred and holy time for my family. And today with you, Sunday dinner is one of the most sacred times that I get to share with you. And we get to share together, sharing life, sharing faith being family.